Hey everybody, another day, another dollar here in post-pandemic America. And uh, someone on TikTok had said, why don't you do live streams anymore? And of course, I do a live stream like once every two weeks or so. I randomly pop on just to keep those live stream muscles active and not become some weird sedentary creep who just listens to myself all day. Like uh, some of my peers. I think some of my peers in media just literally like to hear themselves speak. And you'll notice I go away for weeks at a time. And it's not like I'm bugging out or anything or disappearing. It's just like if I don't have anything new to share, I don't feel the need to just like take up people's time or hang out with sort of parasocial, as they're called. Uh, parasocial relationships or people you don't know in real life, but you know them on like Twitter or you know them on a message board. And it's not to say that these relationships don't matter, but I just, again, don't feel the need to constantly engage. And I wonder about people who need that. I wonder about people like, well, I won't burn any more bridges, burn so many bridges, but just, you know what I'm talking about. Some of these people in independent media, it's like, do they have a life out of their live, outside of their live stream and their, their brand and all their, all their stuff? You know, you begin to wonder. And then if, if they're just live streaming all the time, it means they're definitely not having interesting life experiences and they're not reading much, right? Because they're literally just soaking up traffic all day and monetizing it. And, uh, so you compare that to my experience, the pandemic 2020 to really like the middle of last year. So about two and a half years, uh, I continued to put stuff out, but it wasn't my whole life. I did a lot of boating, a lot of power boating with uh, some family and got into fishing and crabbing a little bit. And uh, in my spare time, I read about things that were of interest to me that I had never had time to actually dive into, things that I was curious about. And having nothing but time, I watched uh, watched all the seasons of Star Trek Enterprise, which came out around the time of 9-11 when I was in school. And 9-11 happens when I was in uh, high school. 9-11 happens, and then uh, uh, this this Star Trek series comes out and I was aware of it, but I never really got into it. And so now it's so weird. I'm watching it 20 years later, right? In this post-apocalyptic pandemic, it's the worst thing to have happened to us since 9-11. And it's just some weird, you know, some weird time bender type thing that I'm watching a sci-fi show that was designed to distract people from the horrors of 9-11. And here I'm watching it to distract myself from the pandemic. But aside from useless, fairly useless stuff, like getting caught up on Star Trek, I read a lot about AI theory, which is why when this chat GPT came out and took over the whole world in a matter of weeks, right? Microsoft is going to integrate it into a bunch of their products. For people who don't know, chat, GBT, chat GPT is this new free uh, chat bot that you can interact with online, and it's a product of OpenAI which is this AI consortium. And uh, OpenAI's chatbot is now valued at almost $30 billion. So apparently it's an extraordinary, extraordinary invention. I talked to it a bit 
seems like uh, it's pretty weird. It's like you know you're not talking to a human after a while. You know that you're talking to something like Commander Data from Star Trek. And yet it's totally coherent and logical and it remembers what you said earlier and can place it into context. And although it, it comes across as not human, it seems like the, the computer and the Ridley Scott movies. You know when uh, Sigourney Weaver's character is being attacked by the alien or whatever? And she's panicked. How does she kill this thing? Well, she runs to the computer room of the spacecraft. Of course, it's cornball because it's the 1980s. And she plugs in her question, right, for this kind of AI, high IQ computer that manages the spacecraft, the day-to-day -day systems. And she waits for a response, and then it, do -do 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 -do, you know, it tells, you know, burn, burn this section of the, of the space station or whatever, and lock down the airlock to get the alien out, or whatever the answer is, right? So it gives her some smart answer. That's like what this is. It's like, you know, you're not talking to a person and yet you're talking to something that's citing data and pulling together different facts. And then if you call it out on being wrong about something, it, it corrects itself. It's really weird. It's a really bizarre moment. But I read about this stuff during the pandemic and knew that they were close. And I still think this is like nothing compared to what's ahead. This is some, you know, uh, this is like MS-DOS. It's not even Windows yet. Still awkward MS-DOS, the command line and all that. Uh, but aside from AI theory, I read about some other stuff, uh, space tech and some updated crypto thoughts. And so uh, I'll get to your comment in a second. Have I heard anything about the evil overtaking in North Carolina? I have not. I'm not sure what you're referencing. Is there, I think it school shooting or something in North Carolina, or is that in Florida? It's hard to even keep track. The whole country's falling apart. I try to avoid covering specific violent, you know, violent news stories that don't have any real international impact. I usually don't cover much just because again, it happens so frequently and I don't want to, I don't want to give in to the narrative. I don't want to give these people whatever they are, these globalists, any more reasons to wag their fingers at us and take away more rights. So I don't want to cover things that make Americans look irresponsible, you know. Uh, but going back to what I was talking about, so I ran up on all these random topics, and I know for a fact that some of my competitors didn't do the same thing. And it's not because they're not smart people or something. It's because why would they have the time to do this? They were live streaming through the whole pandemic, right? Like, you, like the Truman Show or something, these people have overexposed themselves and uh, really overpromised and underdelivered, right? Even with this Kevin McCarthy thing. It's like, great, so they're going to they're gonna pass some bills that then have no chance of passing in the Senate. So it's all performative, right? This is a little victory for conservatives and populists. So they don't lose their minds, right? That now the conservatives control the house. Yet it's all, again, it's performative. It's performance. It's not reality because anything they pass, the Senate is Democrat controlled and they're not going to get their stuff through. And it's all a waste of people's time. Um, thank you for all the likes that's moving the stream up higher. We got a hundred people listening that live on TikTok. It's pretty cool. And then thousands more will listen whenever we upload this. Uh, 
So that's it here. Stay with us. I forgot to put the link in description the other day to all the Twitter files updates, but I'll definitely do that to today's. All right, so I turned off the recording for a minute there because there's some background noise and stuff. Someone asks, will anything ever change? Will we see any justice? Uh, I don't know. I think, as I was just saying in the part that we weren't recording, uh, it's amazing that the Twitter files have been coming out now for the last month, and yet very, very few people know about it. And here Elon Musk is dropping them in this professional, measured kind of manner, like he's releasing a new Tesla or something, right? Like this professional release of these devastating leaks that show that American social media is a Potemkin village run by the CIA and the Pentagon and, you know, whoever else, which is total First Amendment violation, that they have this much say over who can take off on social media. It's insane. It's absolutely authoritarian and insane. And if you if you don't think they're a big deal, you really need to read up on. Uh, check out part three of the Twitter files. Just go on your favorite search engine, right? Type in Fulcrum News, Twitter files, part three, and you'll get our article on that. And then do the same thing, Fulcrum News, you know, Twitter files, part 10. Part 10 is devastating, absolutely devastating. Like this stuff is fun to cover. Uh, fun to cover as a journalist because we get a lot of traffic and it has an impact and stuff. But as a citizen, as a citizen who pays into this, it's devastating to know that the system is this corrupt. Again, no different from some autocracy in South America or something. Incredible. Uh, it, it shows a, a level of collusion between the CIA and Twitter that's wild, a level of collusion that shouldn't exist at all. They're supposed to be prevented from acting on domestic matters. Instead, they use, oh, you followed a Chinese account as a reason to ban you or as a reason to uh, get your personal information. I mean, this is not what people thought was going on, to say the least, outside of the conspiracy community. Not what people thought was going on. All right, so to wrap this uh, episode up, you're kind of at a disadvantage if you're listening to the podcast because you might hear this too late, but we're doing a special right now. If you tip $5 or more, 5 bucks or more gets you a month of all the research emails, all the research newsletter stuff. You get a month uh, is our gift if you tip 5 bucks or more. Because we really want a lot of small tips from people versus a handful of massive tips from super generous uh, boomers. We, we respect that. We respect it and we appreciate it, these huge tips that we've gotten in the past. But I think it makes more sense to just ask for a little bit from everybody who cares about our content and doesn't want this to be taken up by sponsored messages and nonsense. Just ask for a little bit, and here you're getting something in return. If you do it before midnight, uh, you get, again, a month of the newsletter. So uh, the link to that is on my Twitter page. And if you're listening on the podcast, I'll put the link in description. And... Uh, if you're watching here on TikTok, the link in the link to my Twitter is in profile. So that's it, everybody. Gonna cut this episode here. Gonna end this one, but stay tuned uh, because the upcoming Twitter files are supposedly about Fauci. Rabbit hole is gonna get much deeper. You're listening to Fulcrum News, real news from America and around the world.
fulcrumnews.com slash subscribe to get our premium membership and updates via email.